Welcome. Thank you for listening to this podcast based on our Q&A with Epic One, one of the biggest special purpose acquisition companies, or SPAC, listed on Amsterdam Euronext. My name is Daphne van der Houwe and I am a senior associate in our financial regulatory team. In this four-part Q&A series, I will be speaking with Ben Davey, Chief Investment Officer of Epic One, and Short Bown, a counsel in our equity capital markets team, who worked closely with Epic One on their SPAC IPO. In the second part of this podcast series, we look into the reasons for the stark increase of SPAC activity in Amsterdam. First of all, I will ask Short about his views on this. Uh, well, perhaps starting with the why specs are popular uh, to begin with. Yeah. And like you said, it started in the US uh, maybe about a year ago uh, when it really took off. Uh, it was about the same time that the interest rates took a, took a dive and it became uh, yeah, very unattractive to just keep your money in the bank. And uh, investors started to look for, for ways to spend that money wisely. Um, and then this old idea of the spec, because they already existed in the 90s, but they just weren't used for it for a long time uh, proved to be a very attractive way both for uh, investors and for sponsors to uh, yeah make some uh, some profit on your on your cash so to say um so that's that's i think the reason why it, it took off at all i think a, a spec is clear and, and and ben alluded to to the two main elements of a spec so you bring to the table a large uh, bag of money uh, to invest in the target company because that's the purpose of a spec uh, right the, the spec promoters try to find a, a target, target to conclude a business combination with, and then they uh, yeah, offer that target both a listing on a stock exchange, which is also referred to as an IPO, one of the two terms I, I heard Ben say, uh, and they make uh, a, a first significant investment in that target company. So uh, that's what they bring to the table. Uh, alongside the pipe investors, which is bread and butter to us, but may not be uh, familiar to everybody. Uh, PIPE stands for uh, Private uh, Investment in Public Equity. Uh, and that's uh, a side investment that usually takes place around the time of a business combination between a SPAC um, and a target company. So that's another way to, to bring money to the table. Um, and we've seen that to, to work really good. So back to your question, why mm-hmm. Amsterdam? There's a, there's a whole number of questions. And perhaps I should start on a global level, uh, because like you said, the US is, is, is very, uh, very popular. Um, but ultimately, given that the goal of the spec would be to find a target company, uh, you would also have to look at what post-business combination that target company and its investor base would look like. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's unlikely that American investors would be looking to become a shareholder in a Dutch or a, a European company. So it's it makes the most sense to if you're looking for a European shareholder base, uh, yeah, use uh, Europe uh, at least as a starting point. Um, and then narrowing down to Amsterdam um, post Brexit, because that's what we're talking about. Of course, uh, Amsterdam has proven to be one of the larger capital markets uh, places uh, in Europe, uh, at sometimes even the biggest. Uh, so in February, there were the most transactions mm-hmm. on Euronex Amsterdam. Uh, so that's, uh, of course, a, a, an important driver, liquidity. So the, the access to the capital markets. Um, but a very important reason, I believe, is also that um, the first spec in Europe since years was in Amsterdam, uh, DSCO. 
Um, and around the time we listed that company, we had all sorts of conversations with the regulator and with the stock exchange. Yes. And we made that work, right? Uh, and, uh, and please correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but the promoters like that. They, they, they'd like to avoid the risk of a regulator and not be willing to play yeah, along with, with yeah. the plans and, and make it very difficult uh, to become a spec listed on a local stock exchange. So just, they don't want to reinvent the wheel, so to say. So if Amsterdam is a proven concept, then why not go there? Uh, also because, yeah, for the reasons I just, I just said, um, and all the other big financial cities in Europe each have their own advantages and disadvantages, but Amsterdam um, has come out on top thus far. And that, and that's the last thing I'll say about it, that combined with uh, the, the very flexible legal form of the BV company, which uh, both offers um, flexibility with respect to your governance, the way you design the internal workings of your company, um, and uh, the, the relatively low regulatory burden that, uh, that's associated with the BV uh, yeah. in the Netherlands. Um, that was also quite new, right? Sure, the BV listing. Or was it, was it done yeah. before? No, that's right. So uh, the, uh, the second spec we listed uh, was the second company with a, with a BV listing. Uh, it was possible to list the BV since 2012, but nobody ever really did it. Mm. Uh, but uh, for spec purposes, uh, it, it has proven to be the ideal, flexible, and yeah, yeah, legal form. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's right. I think there are sort of basically uh, three or four reasons, as you say. I mean, I think the um, the business law is well understood and seems to fit well with a number of different jurisdictions. Mm. So that's that's important. Um, secondly, the listing rules uh, are relatively flexible. Uh, that's that's certainly what we learned on the way through. And and if you like, have the the best fit with the U.S. Um, listing rules and the structures that are permitted under the U.S., which obviously is a concept the investors were were well familiar with. Um, and then thirdly, as you say, just more commercially, a number of the uh, private companies have. Um, uh, private equity or venture capital shareholders in multi-jurisdictions. And, mm -hmm. and the Dutch system seems very good at understanding different tax uh, environments, having double tax treaties to make sure that it all works well. So it's a, it's just a, a sensible environment to try and, uh, and create the sort of um, structures that these companies, as they, as they list, are looking for. I didn't want to touch tax, but that's, that's the, the last point I wanted to say. I mean, it's very debatable. For the, for the, yeah, the, the target company, uh, Euronex Amsterdam, is a very attractive uh, place to be also from a tax uh, perspective. You can go anywhere in Europe uh, with uh, Amsterdam yeah. as a basis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really important, right? That you have access also to the broader European markets with the SPAC. Very much so. Very much so. And, and Euronext obviously offers you that more generally. Um, and, you know, as, as Sean said, you know, the, the liquidity uh, now that you see in Europe uh, is helpful for, for listed companies. Uh, and there's an increasing focus on the tech sector, just broadly defined as well. So there are a number of things that are coming together as, as the European markets mature. On the next episode, we will discuss the ultimate goal of any SPAC, finding a business combination and help the business to list on Euronext. You can find this episode on your podcast player or on alanovery.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>